0: We gotta shoot it apart!
1: Hey guys, it's me! It's Tony Mitchell from Mitchell's Kiss of the Gypsy. You're listening to the one and only NI rock show. How fing cool's that? Your rock starts right here.
2: Fred and A Rock Show and Rock Radio and I. It was Ozzy Osbourne, of course with Over the Mountain the Diary of Madman album that was released this week back in 1981. Coming up on the show I have an interview with Dino Josick, but some more tracks first starting with the latest single from Hailstorm called Brightside, Side and the new single from The Jams*, called Psycho.
3: Hey, guys, this is Dino Jelucic. You're listening to NI Rock Show.
2: Saffron Gorman Corman, and the Black Eagle Band, their debut single, Boo Hoo. Up next the interview, with singer Dino Julisic, talking about his new album, and much more. It's after the track, called Acid Rain.
4: Thanks for taking some time to talk to us at Rock, Radio and I. I wanted to focus first of all on the new album, Follow the Blind Man, which we just played a track from. The album was released on the 29th of September. When did you actually start writing the tracks for that album?
3: Well, the tracks were written back in... Um, some of the tracks were written in 2017. Some were written in 2018. Majority was written in 2019. Everything was recorded in, in nineteen, but then we ended up on court. Yeah. And as Animal Drive and we broke up and I had to make a new lineup and decided to change the band name uh and then Healer and Acid Rain were written on the same day in 2021. Okay. We cu- we kind of worked out all these tracks a little bit more but or, like originally they were written in uh 1819 pretty okay. much majority of
4: Okay. The band features three other musicians, one of whom, guitarist Ivan Keller, was actually in an Animal Drive with you. What can you yeah. tell us about the band members?
3: Well, Mario, I've known Mario for a while, but I've known him, I've known him as a pretty decent singer. Then I found out that he's also an amazing drummer, so it really made sense to get him in the band and get him on board. Luca and I used to play an Iron Maiden tribute for ten years together. Well actually five years but uh, no, we celebrated 10 years from the first gig together uh this year so I was sent I would say 10 years but um yeah so yeah. he's one of the yeah. best bass players I've ever heard so uh, it was a no-brainer for me to call him and see if he's available and he was so yeah we made a pact okay. again
4: where was the album actually recorded and who did you work with in terms of production mixing Etc
3: uh his name is uh, Simon he's a mixing engineer from Slovenia. Uh, but, uh, as far as like producer, uh, kind of thing, th- that was all me.
4: Okay. And was it was recorded in your own studio there? Or?
3: Yeah. In yeah. this room, this majority room. was recorded in this room. Guitars were done in my, at my beach house. Cause we did real amps, but vocals are recorded right here. This spot. Yep. Keyboards are here. Bass was recorded. here. Bass was recorded here and drums were recorded at our drummer's uh, house. And yeah, as
4: you yeah. mentioned, this is the first album to be recorded under the name Jelusic. What prompted you just use that name rather than choose another more generic band name?
3: Uh, I don't know. I just started building this brand, and I thought, you know, changing my uh, last name from what it used to be to Jelusic, and thought, okay, my, my name grew in the industry. Why wouldn't I call the band like Van Halen, like yeah. Bon Jovi, Winger, yeah. Dokken, Tremonti? So I was like, you know. Yeah. Let's try. Let, let's go and do it this way.
4: Makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you see Follow the Blind Mind as a different body of work, or would it be similar to what Animal Drive would have progressed to as a band?
3: Um, the first version of this album that we recorded as Animal Drive was already a progressed version of Animal Drive, production wise and just stylistically. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is the beginning for the band and. I think it's going to progress a lot more on the second one. I have so many different ideas, and I just need to like put it all together and see which direction it's going to go for the next one.
4: The band have already done a few live shows. What plans do you have to get the band out? Are you planning a tour of Europe? Or are you going to focus on festivals and that kind of thing?
3: We have actually done thirty-five shows so yeah. far in this lineup. So, yeah, uh, we we have. Approximately, then that, that amount of shows uh, to do in two thousand twenty-four. We already okay. booked a tour, and uh, well, I'm still not allowed to say, so yeah. I gotta be quiet. But we yeah. have a big tour on a, on a different continent okay. next year, and uh, yeah, a European tour next year, definitely.
4: That'd be great. Uh, the album was released through Escape Music. You must have had quite a bit of interest, I'm sure, in, in releasing this album. How did you end up with Khalil and Escape Music?
3: Well. I did a song for Khalil and Turkish Delight. Yep. And then we were looking forward to see how we're, how we're gonna do it. And he offered us a nice deal, and uh, we it, it, it seemed fair because I own all the masters, I I own all the publishing, and uh, you know we we, we found a, a nice deal, yeah. and I, I didn't want to get into something that I was before with the X label. So yeah, this seemed fair.
4: yep it's good. Um I had pre-ordered what was called the, the blade bullet colored vinyl version of the album. How much input did you have to the final format and to the album cover as well?
3: Well, this album cover was done already for Animal Drive version of the album. So I loved it since day one. I thought perfect. Song is song is about a broken person and it, it should be a broken head of a blind man. So I'm I'm really happy.
4: Okay. Yeah, right. I love it about the vinyl did you give any input to the vinyl or is that down to escape
3: well he'll send me what he thinks is cool and i agree with him and so we went with that so yeah,
4: no, yeah. That's, that's very good um we'll play another track from the album now do you want to pick a track and maybe tell us something about it
3: let's go we died that's uh, probably my favorite song out of all the heavy songs on the album um my favorite lyric on the album and i just that chorus is my favorite chorus on the album and that riff is my favorite riff on the album so Okay, we'll play that one.
4: You did an interview for our website via email, actually, back in 2018, just after the Animal Drive bite was released. We talked about your earlier career at that stage. Um, one thing I've noticed since then is that you've got a master's degree from the Academy of Music in Zagreb. Um, that was obviously a personal goal. What motivated you to do that? and How long did that take?
3: It took way too long. Um, <laughs> because I, it, while I was um, on, on, on college, I was also touring at the same time. So yeah. it took me a long time. It should, uh, but it was, it was great. You know, knowledge is something that can just grow and cannot be taken away from you. So I'm sure in certain, um, in certain extent it, it, it helped, um, you know, just knowing stuff theoretically helps a lot.
4: Yeah. It's great achievement to have. Um, I've only seen you perform live once and that was with Whitesnake in Dublin in May of last year. Uh, it was like your first show with the band. When we did the interview back in 2018, you'd said that Whitesnake was the band you'd love to perform in. So that's that's obviously happened now. How did that become a reality and what's it like getting to perform with David and with the other guys in the band and girls in the band?
3: I did a video with Mike Porton and Joel Holkstra back in um 2020 for the lockdown sessions. Uh we did Jane together and yeah. um so Joel had no clue I can play keyboards. So when he saw that I could play keyboards, David was looking for a final member for a final tour and Joel said I have a guy for you and this guy can also sing so he played him Stormbringer the version I did with Joel David loved it and he said but what am I good what am I going to do with the singer and he said but he can also play keys and they was like wow so I can have a keyboard player that can sing you know and help me out for the last tour
5: yeah
3: so he, he loved that he loved um, uh, uh, he loved Paradigm Shift video and Father and he loved my some sense for melodies and he just called me on the phone and asked me to be a part of his reptile fun and i said of course i'm going to be a part of your reptile fun david
4: yeah you're not going to turn that one
3: down absolutely not
4: um not long after that white snake tour which unfortunately was cut short you um took over as frontman for the dead daisies for some shows in europe i think maybe the usa as well um stepping in for glenn hughes can't be easy how much time were you given to prepare for those shows
3: (laughs) one day one day Yeah, it's pretty surreal man. It was uh, I got a call I was on vacation. They said, "Listen, Glenn is sick. Can you learn eight songs for the first show, 16 songs for the second show." Uh no, 12 songs for the first show, 16 for the second. And I just it was wild. Yeah. It was that was the most rock and roll thing I've ever done. Just playing the amphitheater opening for Judas Priest, singing the songs I've, I've heard the first time a day before pretty surreal but i, I love playing with doug and, and brian and david and yogi so yeah
4: i noticed you're actually supporting them on, in croatia i think later this year sometime
3: so you're about yeah on. we're playing a show together in uh slovenia yeah yeah
4: since our last interview you've, you've released music with quite a lot of people stone leaders rest of spirits magnus carson's free fall and appeared on uh, jeff scott's uh, duet collection album as well he also did the dirty shirley album with george lynch how decided how do you decide what to get involved in and what to leave?
3: Well you just named the oldest collaborations I did. If if I, I think if if I was offered that now I probably wouldn't do any of those okay. to be honest with you. Um dirty surely I would because I wrote the album. Jeff scott's is a friend. Yeah so I did a duet with him. Stone Leaders was cool but my role was kind of weird in that band. Restless spirits was just a guest appearance. Uh yeah. you forgot the most important album, which is Michael Romeo, War of the Worlds.
4: I was about to talk oh, that was my next question. That was that's my next question.
3: That's that's an important album, if you ask me. That's I think that was a gate opener for the new era of, of what I'm gonna do musically. So yeah, yeah, I really I'm really proud of that that one, followed by this one. And uh in March, there's gonna be an album from a new band that i'm in which is a prog supergroup yep Can it, you it, mentioned it, that? it's, it's gonna be announced i think in a month
0: Very good. so yeah
3: but uh, but dirty shirley was a great record i i really love that album because i wrote most of the stuff with uh, george and uh yeah i love that But although everything else that you um, mentioned was pretty much me doing guest appearance for one or two yeah. songs you know yeah. it's the spirits and jeff Scott Soto. so yeah yeah
4: you mentioned, obviously, there, Michael Romeo's World of the Worlds Part 2, where you're singing all the non-instrumental tracks. I thought I'd play a track from that album next, um, perhaps Divide and Conquer or Metamorphosis, but yeah. can you tell us which one you'd like here.
3: Well, I mean, you can play Divide and Conquer. That's that's the hit song of the album, but I love every song from the album. I love... Uh, which one? Let me think. You know what? Play Destroyer. Destroyer? We'll play that one.
4: Yeah, that,
6: that's that one. a cool one.
4: Any reason for that one?
3: It's just dark and orient, and it's probably the first time I've heard Michael Romeo using 7-string. So, yeah. I'll play that.
4: Am I right in thinking you're not part of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Tour this year? You, you, you've been involved with them mostly for some time, but is that something you've left or are you going to return to it at some stage? Or
3: Yeah, I'm not doing TSO this year because I'm the judge on The Voice yes. in Croatia. So I can't do both. It, it, the Voice takes really all of my time right now. It takes a lot of dedication. Um Next year, I would love to be back in TSO. We'll see what happens. Uh, my schedule next year is pretty tight, so... Yeah. Um, there's going to be some legendary gigs with some legends, and there's going to be a lot of tours with Jalusic. There's going to be a tour with this new band. Yep. Um, so uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm truly, um, I'm truly happy that there's so many possibilities for, for next year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah.
4: Um, you're recently part of the Andy Taylor Cancer Awareness Trust show in England two two weeks ago or something. How did you get involved in that, and what were the highlights for you personally?
3: I got a call from Phil X from Bon Jovi. He said, Hey, guess who I'm playing with? And I said, who? He's like, uh, Robert plant. I'm so, and I said, cool. He's like, I got a call from this cool manager, Rob Hallett. who used to manage Prince and Michael Jackson. So then he called me and he said, Hey, what are you doing on October 21st? And I said, get out of here. He's like, we need a guy. We need a keyboard player for Robert plant kind of stuff. You need, you need to play him and and piano on uh, stairway to heaven. And I'm like, of course I'm going to do it in the end. When we rehearsed the song, Robert Plant said, you know, I didn't sing this song in, in a while and I was kind of afraid to sing Led Zeppelin. Can somebody sing with me? So Andy said, Hey, Dino is a rock singer. So I started singing with Robert Plant and he was like, I'm not sure I'm going to let you sing this one with me. <laughs> uh, I have a tape of the rehearsal. I'm not sure if I can post it, but I, I have a, re- a rehearsal tape where I sing Stay to Heaven with Robert Plant. It's pretty, it, it's, it's, it's like a, To me, that's a personal success, not something, you know, you're going to build your career on. But it was amazing. I love Robert. I mean, I had a chance to work with Robert Plant, David Coverdale, and Paul Rogers. So being 30 year old in this day and age to be able to work with those legends, you know, it's just one of the things that I'm really proud of. And the the cause of the concert was amazing because there's this Andy Taylor has been suffering from uh, um, prostate cancer, stage four. And they found a cure to cure it, so he's in remission now, and I'm truly happy for him. He's a great guy, and I think that there's going to be more shows in the future.
4: That'd be great. Um, band, your is obviously your main focus at the moment. You've mentioned uh, you've been you mentioned on Facebook recently about uh, a new prog band, which you can't tell us much about. Um, other than those two bands, are we likely to see performing any other albums or working with any other projects? Or is it very much those two things and what you've talked about?
3: pretty much those two things um I'll be doing Jalusic if I decide, decide to do something more softer I'm going to just re- release it as a solo artist as Dino Jalusic yeah. but that and this band with uh some famous members okay. from the rock industry those two will be my main thing definitely it, just original stuff I I don't want to I got a call for a couple of big big bands I don't want to join a big band to be honest with you I want to start. I want to create my own band and yeah. make it big.
4: Yeah, that's great. You mentioned the Voice Star. How long does that keep going for? And then, would you, is it something you'd like to do more of?
3: Um, it started in September and it's gonna end late January. So yeah. there's a lot of work. A lot of work with with people.
4: Is that something you'd like to do more of over time? Or
3: well, it's a different role. I like helping out people. I like see. I like to see singers grow with with me as a leader. So. Yeah. It's a different it's a different perspective of art to me. But I'm I'm if I can help someone and if I inspired someone to pick me and said, hey, lead me, show me what, what I should do, and those singers, man, they sound amazing. I'm truly proud, you know, to, to to like inspire somebody. So um I feel like I'm you know responsible for the beginning of their future, let's yeah. put it that way.
4: Okay. Um, you'd inferred or you've started to write some more tracks, possibly for another Julyzik album. Um any idea of what the timescales might be on that?
3: Well, there's a couple of songs I did write for this one, but we didn't want to put too many songs. Uh I have a couple of tracks. Well, it's gonna be you know what, I'm not I'm not gonna say anything because I might change my mind tomorrow because yeah. I'm a Gemini <laughs> and it, this just goes it goes that way with me. So what i can tell you is the next one is going to come out late 2024 okay i'm not losing any more time and i want to put out more music we sold out our hometown show we could have sold out two that place two times and i want to i want to go into a bigger venue and and see if i can sell that out with yeah. the with the next album um and um as far as topics it's going to be also Life, love, depression, pretty, yep. but it, it's all real life stories, you know. Yeah. I, I write only about stuff that I experienced, no. nothing, everything is very relatable. So, you
4: know, so that's a great album. Um, i, I bought, actually bought the vinyl version too, but it's, it's a great album. Vinyl version has
3: actually shorter version of versions of songs because, um, yeah, the album was too long to be on the vinyl as yeah. it is because the sound would change. So, we, yeah. we cut short, um, animal inside ends. After the solo, Follow the Blindman ends. After the solo, Healer doesn't have an intro, and you know, yeah. so on.
4: Very good. That's actually all the questions I have, but we'll finish by playing another track from Follow the Blind Man. Do you want to pick a track and again tell us all about it?
3: I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm really proud of every song on that album. Whatever you choose, I'm going to be happy with. it. I mean, maybe Rain of Vultures. That was the first it's a song that opens the album and it just kicks ass and there's so many changes in the song. It's kind of crazy, but I love that song. Okay. It has a great, catchy kind of gospel chorus wrapped up in, in, in a metal arrangement. So let's go with "Rain of Ultras.
4: Okay. We'll play that one. Again, thanks for taking the time to talk to us.
3: Absolutely.
2: With Reign of Vultures. With three more tracks now that featured Dino. With another track, the Michael Romeo album, Where the Worlds Part 2, called Divide and Conquer. Then we've got Dirty Shirley, a track called I Disappear.
6: Soto from Soto and Sons of Apollo. You are listening to the NI Rock Show. Turn it up, baby.
2: Jeff Scott Sudow and Dina Jelicic performing Don't Let It End Up next we we'll have figure out the road crew for the motorhead album Easter Spades released this week in 1980 and then play Texas from the Wasp album The Last Command released this week in 1985 Another town, another place Another girl, another place, Another drug,
0: another race The night, I'm going mad. My woman's leaving, I feel sad. But I just love the life I lead. Another beer is what I need. Another gig, my ears bleed. We are the road too. Another town I've left behind. Another dream, completely blind. Another hotel I can't find. Another backstage must see you. Another tube of superglue. Another border to get through like a maniac, you're driving later R&T, you're listening to the NI Rock show on Rocks Radio NI turn it up
2: of course with Mean Streak. the band this week announced a UK tour for next year but unfortunately no Belfast show as yet up next we've got a special pro feature with Kenny Wayne Shepard talking about his new album Dirt My Diamonds Volume 1
6: My name is Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I'm blues, rock, guitar player singer, producer, songwriter all that cool stuff Well, we started recording Dirt on My Diamonds actually um, uh, in late 2019. Like, we started the writing process and the recording process two separate um, occasions, but we were uh, trying to fit it in. You know, we had a really hectic touring schedule in 2019. We We're out supporting our latest album called The Traveler at that time. And so we just, I was looking for openings in my schedule and we got together down at, at Fame Recording Studios down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, which is a legendary recording studio. And we, uh, me and a bunch of my guys, uh, songwriting uh, partners and stuff, got, got together down there and we had a uh, writing session. And we uh, hashed out, you know, the majority of the songs that are going to appear on uh dirt on my diamonds volume one and volume two which is yet to come as well so um but you know between covid you know the couple of years where musicians were basically out of work because of covid and uh, other scheduling things we had the 25th anniversary of the trouble is album that came out and did a tour for that so that you know that kind of delayed the release of this record but um you know finally we've been able to uh, finish it all up and and get it ready for release and put it out there and and really excited to have the new record out. Tell
0: you the truth. Well, than well,
6: the album title, Journal of My Diamonds, I mean, you know, we usually choose a uh, a song as a title track for, for the record, historically speaking. And so we chose this one. I mean, the, if you look at the lyrics of that song, I mean, the message there is that we live in a world today through social media, and the internet and things like that, where it, it encourages everyone to project this facade of this perfect life and this perfect existence and, you know, this perfect appearance because we can use all these filters and these special effects to make us look, you know, differently. And um, just all of those things, you know, that in this world that we're living in today that that are like, you know, pushing this unrealistic expectation. And, and we feel that, you know, we're, the beauty of human nature is actually in our flaws. It's like embracing our flaws, identifying those things. That's what makes each one of us unique, and it also is what the thing that prompts growth in each and every one of us. So you know, it's like that song is just like preaching to the you know to the message of flaws are what make us wonderful and what make us unique and what make us stronger. So the car on the cover of the album uh, Dirt on My Diamonds, that's a 1970 Barracuda convertible. It's a project car that I'm working on right now. Yes, I'm a car lover. I love cars just about as much as I love guitars, you know, it's like always been a passion for me. And um, I chose that because this is a a photo of the car in its current condition. It's in the middle of of the project stage, but the car in that stage represents the diamond in the rough that that we're talking about in the song Dirt on My Diamonds. It's like you know seeing the potential there you know amidst all the flaws of the car in its current state but being able to see you know the end result and uh, so it's just kind of tying my two passions together you know in some album artwork and also conveying part of the message of that title track Dirt on My Diamonds.
0: I love you the
6: I chose uh, Elton John's "Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting" because you know, I mean, Elton John is an incredible artist, and and it's that song, in my opinion, is probably one of the hardest rocking Elton John songs that he's ever recorded. And the guitar parts are so cool, you know, iconic rock and roll guitar parts in that song. And you know, I just keep a running list of cover songs that I think you know we could do a great job of, and that was on the list, and that just happened to be one of the songs that we pulled out in the recording session for this record. And then we did it, and everybody agrees that we did a, a great job on it. And um, so that's, yeah, I, I think you'll agree when you hear it. I mean, this is a great rock and roll version of that song. And the timing of it is is kind of cool. It was not intentional, but it's appropriate because he's kind of doing his farewell tour. And this is our way of just saying, hey, man, thank you for what you've done, and, you know your contribution to music, and, and we appreciate you. I love- Yes, the album is called Dirt on My Diamonds, Volume One, because there is a Volume Two, and uh, we did that on purpose. Because when I wrote these songs and recorded these albums, I I kind of toyed with the idea of making them companion pieces. You know, each one of them is a great album, I think, that can stand completely on its own. But but there was this theme and this kind of vibe that that is consistent between the two. So I thought it would be a compelling thing to do. Dirt on My Diamonds Volume 1, and then later, um, maybe about a year later, come out with Dirt on My Diamonds Volume 2. And uh, that's kind of what ended up happening, and I think it's cool because it's going to keep the fans engaged on what we're doing. Uh, Volume 1 sets up Volume 2, and it keeps the, the ball rolling, you know, as far as uh, the tour goes. Well, we're currently booking um, shows to support the new album, Dirt On My Diamonds. So we are uh, in the process of looking at when we're going to come back to the UK. And uh, we are absolutely going to be coming back. I don't have the dates confirmed yet, but they're working on it right now as we speak. Uh, But obviously we put out a new record and that means we'll do a new tour and we want to come and play the new music for our fans over there. So that will absolutely be happening. It'll be just a matter of time before they can get the routing and the, and the dates confirmed and things like that. But as soon as we get stuff confirmed, obviously we'll make that announcement to our fans and uh, let them know as quickly as possible.
0: Like
6: hey, this is Kenny Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you out on the road really soon. Don't forget, Pick up the new album Dirt On My Diamonds Volume 1 on the 17th of November, and we will see you the next time we come to town.
2: Up next to the local band, Black Dog Wolf, a track called Black Dog Wolf. Now we've got a Circle, with a new track called Sweet Devotion.
5: From Doc and Lynch Mob and a whole bunch of other bands, and we're listening to the
0: anti-rock show.
2: Lynch Mob, their little single called the sinner thanks for tuning in to fred any rock show rock and rockland and i just remember sunday this week i three tracks about world war one of lawless a track called 1914 ghost of the Man's land and then saxon with kingdom of the cross and finally sabaton with 1916
0: always an easy
2: target for the enemy, no more so than during the Great War, when they would lead the men over the top of the trenches and into battle. The death rate amongst pipers was extremely high, it's estimated that around 1,000
6: pipers died in World War I.
0: Unfit for heroes Got on my side And a gun in my hand Chasing my days down to zero And I marched And I fought And I bled And I died And I never did get any older But I knew at the time That a year in the line was a long enough life for a soldier.